This is Health Yeah, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Health Yeah, your prescription for clear, concise medical health and wellness information. I'm Monica Robbins. Flu season has arrived, and you really want to consider getting your flu shot. The reason why? Cuyahoga County reporting the first flu death, a 13-year-old boy. I spoke with Richard Stacklin of Epidemiology Surveillance with the Cuyahoga County Board of Health about what we need to know about this flu season. Yes, unfortunately, we are reporting um, the first pediatric flu death in Cuyahoga County, and I believe in the state of Ohio, um, it was a 13-year-old boy. Um, It's a tragic situation when, you know, any death, but the fact that the first flu death is is of a, a child is even more so tragic. So what do you want parents to, to glean from this? Um, so I took a look at the CDC reporting on flu vaccine rates and they're down compared to where we were, where we were a couple of years ago. And it's a really, it's a call to action for parents to get vaccinated and get their children vaccinated. It's the best way to protect yourselves. So unfortunately we don't have more fatalities like this, but also it reduces the chances of severe illness, such as someone being hospitalized. Uh, we know hospital systems are um, highly involved with RSV and COVID. And so um, not only do we want to protect ourselves, we also want to ha- help the hospital systems and, and really make sure as we're heading into the holiday seasons that we are protected and we're protecting ourselves and loved ones. I know we've seen, um, I I looked at your data from before, and I know you're posting the new one, but the data from before, I think, was from the last week of October, and we had like 14 hospitalizations at that point. Are we up? Are are we seeing a significant increase in flu cases now? So, yes, I will be reporting that we've had 15 hospitalizations due to flu this flu season. And just to give context, in the previous five flu seasons, we had 18 hospitalizations at this point. And so um, it is really a call to action because the numbers are already trending up significantly. Um, nationally, they're, they're trending up. They're trending to be high activity. And so we, we, this, is, this is the time to act. One of the things, um, obviously, you know, we're heading into the holiday season as well. People are going to be around older relatives, that sort of thing. Um, but I've, I noticed that H3N2 is the predominant strain. And my understanding is that was the strain that hit Southern Hemisphere and Australia and predominantly affected children, specifically in Australia. I think it was ages 10 to 14. How concerned are you that we're going to see something similar? Um, It's hard to predict each season, you know, what strain will hit. I will tell you that H3N2 um, typically hits harder and The CDC did a study about 10 years ago looking at the previous 30 flu seasons. The seasons that had the highest number of flu deaths, H3N2 was always the dominant strain. Currently, the CDC is reporting that is the dominant strain so far in the United States. Um, A study that came out is a little bit older now, but it talked about part of the reason why H3N2 is more aggressive than other flu strains. And it's because you typically have more severe fever, you have more um, severe leukopenia, which is um, 
you have a low white blood cell count. And the reason why it's dangerous is white blood cells uh, attack the illness. So if you have fewer white blood cells attack the illness, you're going to get sicker. And then also there's something called a C-reactive protein, and it's an inflammation that happens during uh, infection. And so those three things make it more severe than other flu strains. So does our flu shot protect us from that? So the flu shot does have the H3N2 strain, does have the H1N1 strain, which is also a very common flu strain. And then it also has two B strains. And so there's four strains that it will protect us from that is most likely to be active during this time of year. So we really haven't seen cases of flu in the last two years, partly because of, you know, mitigating circumstances. We were masking, we were locked down. Um, how concerned are you that, you know, we're not going back to that. Now we have RSV, we have COVID and, and we may be uh, looking at a very difficult flu season. What do people need to understand about the severity that this could be? I'm very concerned um, because the numbers are already trending up and vaccine rates are lower. Those are already two strikes against us right now, but there's ways that we can fight that. You know, we can still get a flu vaccine. If, if one was to get a flu vaccine today, you're protected within 10 to 14 days. 14 days from now is Thanksgiving. And also a lot of people the next day will be shopping and heading into holiday season. Um, also, you know, I know during COVID, I saw a lot of people using hand sanitizer after going to stores, sometimes would be wearing masks. Those are also very good things to do when you're in high density populated areas, such as shopping. Um, you know, if you're at a sporting event, wherever you know, there's a lot of people. And so there's ways that we can protect ourselves to try to fight this. The best way is getting vaccinated, but also wash your hands frequently cover your cough with the bend of your elbow. And if you're sick, stay home. Do not go to work. Do not go shopping. You know, don't go to those family events or to a big festival where you can spread it to a lot of people because that's how communal spread happens very quickly. Are you more concerned right now about the flu than the current variants of COVID floating around? I'm concerned about it all. Um, so that, that's a tricky question to answer because I, because COVID every week since COVID started in 2020, we've had at least one COVID death in our County. And so COVID is still very active and I'm still, it's on the forefront of my mind when I'm looking at disease and illness. Um, but I'm worried about them both. And so people need to take measures to protect themselves. Also, I'd like to say that in terms of where can people get flu vaccines, um, you can go to any big box pharmacy store, doc, your doctor's office, or the health department. Also, if you go to vaccines.gov and you click on top, it says um, flu vaccine, you type in your zip code where you live, and you can find places where you can get flu vaccine available today. So one of the uh, secondary benefits of also getting the flu vaccine is the fact that if you were to get flu, you're less likely to be hospitalized or, or to be fatal. Um, you know, I say this uh, quite a bit. I talked to someone I knew that didn't get the flu vaccine and got the flu and they, they were homesick for like almost two weeks. And I know during that, it was a few years ago, I had gotten the same flu and uh, within 48 hours I was fine and back to work because I had gotten the vaccine. 
And so not only does it protect you, um, you know, from fatality or from being hospitalized, it also, it'll just overall, it'll reduce the amount of symptoms that you're feeling if you would happen to get flu. And so there's two benefits for getting the flu vaccine. Can you, can you go over like the differences between, because adults are getting RSV too, but RSV, COVID yeah. and flu, is there any like classic symptom that's more prevalent in either of them? No, the tricky thing is because people can have different symptoms, especially for COVID and, and for flu, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing. And there are a lot of it's respiratory in nature. So um, for adults, though, RSV will be more cold-like. Um, RSV tends to hit the youngest and the oldest the hardest. Um, but oftentimes, like adults like yourselves, it may just feel like a cold, whereas a flu feels like you were hit by a truck. And also, you know, for COVID, some people, it didn't feel that bad to them. And some people felt like, yeah, they were run over by a truck. And so it just depends on the person. So it does make it a little bit tricky to know if, what illness you have, which in part is the reason why, A, it's best to get the vaccine because you don't know if you're going to do well or not on the illness. And also it protects you and your loved ones because you don't know people around you, what they're dealing with, if they're immunocompromised and just older people in general are more likely to get illness and, and, and it to be more severe. And so we really want to protect those around us that we love most. When do you know you should really go to the hospital? But if you're really having a difficult time with breathing, um, if you're seeing your child's laboring, um, it's just common sense thing of this isn't how they normally act. This is normally, you know, if eating's not going well, if you're very dehydrated, um, I would say first course of action is always call your doctor uh, or call the ER um, if necessary to get a second opinion. Um, but if you're really concerned and things are not going well, always it's always better to go and be told you're fine versus it being too late. And so I would really err on the side of caution. In the past couple of years, the CDC um, receives reports on flu positivity rates. And in the past couple of years, those flu positivity rates was under 2%. For this flu season so far, the positivity rate for flu tests given out is over 5%. And so we do know that flu activity is increased compared to the last few years, and it's something to take heed. I mean, typically too, we don't usually see flu season kicking up until like December. Is it, does this feel early to you? It is earlier than normal. Um, the last time that really flu was this active this early was almost H1N1, you know, 13 years ago, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, it is early. Uh, we do say it can happen, you know, between October and, and April. But yeah, usually it does happen um, during the peak holiday season in late December, early January, things get revving up. So the fact that it's already happening now is, it is concerning. It's important that people that are caregivers really think about not only protecting themselves, but also thinking of their parents or loved ones that are older, as well as their children. And so you really could be infecting three generations of people. And usually people you're caring for are the most vulnerable. And so we really need people to take onus of protecting themselves, not just for themselves, but for the other people around them in their, in their lives. 
Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Like and follow my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. Subscribe and find video podcasts on my YouTube channel, Monica Robbins. Until next time, have a healthy week. Thanks for listening to Health Yeah! with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app. This is Health Yeah! Your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins.